0: Hello and welcome back to Soul Binge, a podcast where we talk about what the soul needs to make it survive and thrive. You know that by now if you've listened to the other episodes, uh, that that's what we're here to do. If you have listened to those episodes, I can't say thank you enough and even more so uh, thank you for coming back for episode number four. We want to keep it lively, want to keep things moving, hopefully this episode as it appears to be, to me anyway, at the point of making it (laughs) a minute in to the show, uh, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be hopefully pretty, like I said, lively and on the upbeat. That's what our goal is anyway, to keep the conversation moving forward in a positive direction, but in a fashion that's enjoyable too at the same time. So I was thinking, how can we maybe keep it enjoyable, keep it real, keep it honest, uh, keep it applicable Um, And I thought, what better way than to bring up a good old-fashioned Disney movie? Now, we talked about Disney movies in some way back on Episode 2. We're not going to do it the same way that we did uh, that. We're not going to play any sort of trivia games or anything. But I did want to talk to you guys about the movie Monsters, Inc. Okay, follow me here. The movie Monsters, Inc. and how it relates to Shortcuts. Shortcuts or taking shortcuts, or the concept of a shortcut, and you might be wondering right now to yourself, why am I listening to this? No, <laughs> hopefully, if anything, you're thinking, how can that make sense at all? How how does a shortcut and Monsters, Inc. relate in any way? Uh, we're we're going to get there, I promise you. Um, I was literally sitting on our couch one time recently. I can't tell you which time, because the boys have watched the movie Monsters, Inc. so many times, it's not even possible to imagine the number of times they've seen it but since they love the movie it happened to be on and I was watching it I've seen the movie before obviously unless you've been living under a proverbial rock or an actual rock maybe you might not know much about Monsters Inc and if you don't that's okay we're going to give you the major details that are going to matter at least for this conversation Uh, but ultimately we were watching this movie and it wasn't like I was just taking a stroll through the park and had a brilliant light flash before my eyes and I understood finally the meaning of life it wasn't like that I literally was just on the couch watching a movie with my kids and this idea struck me and I thought we need to talk about this on the podcast (laughs) because it's going to relate perfectly to an area of the soul that is valuable to talk about but doing it in this way I think is going to be fun so let's kick it off again if you don't know anything about Monsters Inc then my first question is how but we'll get to that later I guess in the movie Monsters, Inc., essentially the concept of the movie is there's a bunch of monsters mm-hmm, that work for this company, Monsters Incorporated, K, alright, self-explanatory much, and the idea in their line of business is they collect screams, and they the way they do it is they have a door that comes through this big crazy assembly in this warehouse looking building, and it drops down, and they go inside the room, which is into the universe of a uh, of human child in a bedroom they scare the kid and then they collect the scream, they use the scream in the monster world, the monster universe um, as a form of energy and that's sort of kind of the whole point of the movie. Uh, if you already knew that or if you didn't know that and now that you do that should give you enough insight so that we can move forward with how this relates if it can relate at all um, to shortcuts, to, take, or to taking shortcuts <clears throat> and the way it kind of all came up is simply because I realized something in the movie that I'd never actually seen before, something that I really didn't pay much attention to, and like I said, it, it struck me so so clearly, this one observation that I had made about just what was happening or what was going on in the movie itself, and it was whenever I noticed, and again, if you don't know much of the movie you can go watch it later, and you'll notice it with me now. Um, I noticed how we learn halfway through, or a little bit more than halfway through the movie, that the little girl who Sully, one of the monsters, uh, gives the name Boo. The name of the little girl is Boo in this in this moment, anyway, or in this movie. Boo was meant to be scared by Randall, kind of the bad guy, the villain of the movie, right? And he was, in, he was there to scare her. And it was a realization for Sully that Randall was Boo's monster. A monster assigned to a particular person. In this case, Randall assigned to Boo. Because I was thinking about it. How is it that Mike and Sully and all these main characters got into this predicament with the little girl? How did this even happen? And then I realized, oh wait, because... There was, a, there was this one moment whenever uh, whenever Randall was actually kind of cheating the system a little bit, trying to rack up some overtime, go get some extra scares on the scare record, or trying to break the scare record, that is, okay? And he was there late at night when he wasn't supposed to be, and he was trying to rack up extra points on his scare meters and whatnot to try and cheat the system, which is which is bad. I mean, Randall's literally taking a shortcut right there. We could talk about it in that sense, and it would make enough... Since anyway, to, to move forward with the main point, but I realized something that really honestly kind of like blew me back a little bit. Like, I'm thinking about Mike, uh, Mike Wazowski, and I'm thinking about Sullivan, I'm thinking about them, and I'm thinking about the fact that they're in this whole predicament. And really, if you break it down, it's Randall's fault, it's Randall's fault that that Boo is even in the monster world in the first place. Because he was there trying to get more scares in when he wasn't supposed to be. Things got a little reckless and out of control. And all of a sudden, the girl that was supposed to be scared in her own world or universe ended up coming into the monster world or universe just because of the crazy sort of events that took place. Okay? She ends up on the wrong side of the door, essentially. Right? So Randall, being the one who was supposed to, I guess, scare the little girl, it's kind of his fault. So my idea was, wait a second here. Mike and and Sully are so worried about what's going to happen to them if it gets out that they're keeping, you know, uh, tabs on Boo and that they know where Boo is and they're kind of keeping, <coughs> excuse me, Boo in hiding. But why wouldn't they just go the go the easy route, go the easy way out and blame Randall? Why wouldn't they blame Randall in this sense? Because it technically wasn't really the easy way out. For sake of saying that they did something wrong by doing that. But it really was the simpler solution. Blame Randall. And now Randall can be the one in trouble. Boo can go through and do whatever she's supposed to do. Right? In order to get back into the into her reality. And Sully and Mike kind of have their hands washed clean of the whole deal. Well, because you know, like I do, that Sullivan and Mike Wazowski just simply are not those kinds of guys... They did the right thing, and they got Boo ultimately back to her room through the right door. They did everything they needed to do. They went the the, maybe the hard way, but they took the right way, if you really, really break it down and think about it. And they got Boo back home safely, and that's what they did. They took the correct path. They didn't just take the easy way out. Even though it wouldn't have been wrong of them, they went with the better option to take care of the kid because they had a heart and they were trying to be doing, you know, doing the right thing and whatnot. And in the end it all works out. Okay. But from there, <laughs> from there, I basically kind of realized, wait a second, that's it. That's the next episode. That's the one that we need to talk about on Soul Bench. What it means for the soul, not only when we suffer the consequences of taking a shortcut, but what it can mean for the soul when we intentionally avoid shortcuts. And we go the full distance that we would need to in order to accomplish whatever it is that's in front of us. Now, for a quick minute to kind of ease into the next part of today's conversation, you know, I, I want to talk briefly about some of the ways that I've maybe taken the easy way out or taken, um, you know, a shortcut, if anything, not to fully self-incriminate, but you know, to give you a little bit of an idea of what I might might be talking about. For you, it might be totally different. Um, For you, it might be something that is either way less intense or way more intense than what I'm going to say here, and maybe you can even relate specifically to these exact uh, areas that I've maybe taken a shortcut, but one quick example I can give you is in the area of doing the dishes. I learned very quickly one time uh, in moving into an apartment where the dishwasher that we had just was not up to par. um, I learned pretty quickly that you basically have to clean the dishes yourself before you actually will put them in the dishwasher or else not only will it, uh, not clean everything correctly, but it almost somehow made it worse ultimately because it was just not functioning properly. Now that's not exactly my fault that it wasn't functioning properly, but it definitely exposed the fact to my wife that I was not maybe, um, you know, going the extra mile to make sure that everything would be correct when it was all said and done, you know, and I'm telling you, um, it's, it's a big deal in my house that the dishes are done well, and I want it to be. I'm not saying that that's in, incorrect or not right or anything. Don't hear me wrong. Uh, another time, maybe a little bit more serious, I work in the automotive industry. I'm a service writer for an auto repair shop outside of doing what we do with the youth group. <clears throat> I've been doing it for a little while now, definitely not the most experienced, but I'm not new to it either. And there was one time, not from lack of knowing, but just straight up from a Um, I don't know if you could say laziness standpoint or maybe just shortcut standpoint, there was a time or two maybe where a ticket that came through the system uh, was not maybe documented properly and the end result could have been as dramatic as lawsuits and whatnot if not everything in the the system was notated properly. Definitely been situations where a customer might have been frustrated. These are all reasons why the automotive industry is given maybe such a bad name because of little mistakes that happen where maybe someone doesn't document whether or not a tire rotation was done during their services, right? But the rotation was done, but it's not in the notes. So who, who are they going to believe the system that shows everything that was done in the car and it says nothing about a rotation or just take my word for it. Oh yeah. I pretty sure I saw him do it. You know what I mean? Like different things like that. And it results in negative outcomes. Whenever you just don't go the extra mile, to, um, yeah, to basically do your job in that sense. Anyway, um, I can definitely say too, that there have been other times when I may be taking a shortcut or the easy way out before even with ministry in the fact that I know for sure there have been times whenever, and it's not often, it's maybe only been once or twice, but there have been times whenever because of a schedule situation or just overall exhaustion at that moment or whatever, not trying to make excuses, but just giving some insight on where I was at maybe at that moment, um, preparing for a youth night, for a Bible study, or whatever. Maybe there wasn't as much preparation given that should have been, and so the easy way out would have been to talk about something that, you know, most uh, ministers or youth pastors or whatever could really quote unquote air quotes here, get away with, you know, and the result every single time that is implemented in your approach to doing ministry, you get up there and you feel like you just sound like an idiot because you kind of do, not going to lie. You know what I'm talking about? So it's, it's something that I can say that I'm not um, familiar with it on a daily basis. I'm trying to get better, trying to grow. That's what this is all about. That's what this show is all about. That's why you're here so that you can grow too with me. But it's something that I can recognize even in myself when I'm maybe trying to cut some corners and take the easy way out, if you will. Um, I don't know, I know I'm speaking very in general right now, but I don't know some of the areas where maybe you personally have taken a shortcut and it resulted in a negative sense uh, or maybe a positive result came from intentionally avoiding the shortcut and going the extra mile and whatnot. I I don't know if you have some specific stories or situations that you'd like to share with me, but I am on uh, Instagram under Podcast. Uh, Facebook, There's a Facebook page for the podcast as well. You can definitely reach out to the program there and uh, reach out and talk about some of the times whenever that has maybe happened with you, if you'd like to. Not necessary, but if you'd like to, you can do that. We have that resource available as well. I did write down a couple of, again, pretty in general ideas to take away from uh, both the negatives of taking the shortcut But also the positives of going the distance that I wanted to talk with you about before we kind of go forward um, in this episode. Because I think it's good to expound a little bit on sort of what we mean overall. Because again, the exact situation of what you as the listener might have gone through. Whether you were on the other side of things when someone else took a shortcut and it affected you or impacted you or whatever. I mean there's so many millions of ways that you could slice this up to where it might apply to you, but just as some in general ideas, maybe some bullet points or reference points that you can look at rather uh, to, to catch or maybe find in the middle of it happening or before it happens, some things that I wanted you to look for or, or to keep in the back of your mind is what I'm trying to say. Keep in the back of your mind that way you can make better decisions as you grow and as you go forward. Uh, a couple things to remember As far as negatives of taking the shortcut the first one here I just wrote down a higher fail rate okay it's got a higher fail rate when you're looking at a car I know I've talked to you about how I'm in the automotive industry if you're looking at a car and you have a misfire in your engine in your engine, wow, in your engine assembly, um, you got spark plugs and ignition coils and spark plug wires and all kinds of other sensors and different parts that could affect something like that, right? If you look at that assembly, let's say that your vehicle has four uh, ignition coils, okay? And if you don't know what that is, you can look it up later. I'm just trying to make a point here. I'm not giving an automotive clinic right now or anything, but if you have four ignition coils and one of them is messing up, it's completely fouled out already, it's done for, you're still operating that vehicle. Now the weight of what should be for four cylinders is resting on three ignition coils. So you actually have a higher fail rate for each of those other three coils. And this is the reason why when someone says, Hey, you've got one bad ignition coil you should buy four and it's like you're trying to rob me no just trying to let you know what's going on because at the end of the day it might benefit you to not uh, have to come back here and pay four times over again on the labor when you want to get this taken care of but because they are taking the weight of the whole process of uh, the ignition system there on three when it should be only four the fail rate increases and you've got some potential problems to to deal with Whenever you take a shortcut, your fail rate will definitely go up in the area of accomplishing overall what you're trying to accomplish because when you're not paying attention and you're just trying to get through with whatever you're doing, you mess things up in the process of it. And I know that you know what I'm talking about, and I probably don't even need to expound any further than that for that point because it's just it's just so true. Whenever you cut corners, whenever you take the easy way out, when you're trying to accomplish something the the possibility of you messing something up in the process definitely a lot higher than if you just did things the right way you know Uh, the second thing I wrote down is that laziness grows laziness grows and what I mean by that is that if you get yourself used to procrastinating if you get yourself used to being lazy in the process of getting something done then the next time you have to go get something done you'll become lazy then too you'll wait to the very last minute um, then either the thing doesn't get done or you go back to the fail rate issue, you know? You go back to the issue of it not maybe coming out as clean or as good or as um, as excellent as it should, right? A couple positives, though, on the contrast of things. A um, couple positives to going the full distance. I just wrote it like this, a true sense of completion. Whenever you go the full distance on something and you have a you have a sense about you that you want to fulfill the goal or the task that you have in front of you, even if it's something really small, maybe it's something big, maybe you have a goal of, of painting your house, maybe you have a goal of getting a bachelor's degree, I don't know, whatever the goal is for you, if you make sure that you're going the full distance, by the time that you actually get there, not only will the fill rate issue kind of take care of itself, or at the very least go down, but you'll also feel totally complete and the progress or the process rather of, of doing what you were doing will give you such a sense of completion that you finished what you started. It's gonna become it's gonna be so much more valuable for you to hold that completed project or or the goal that you had set out. It's gonna be so much more valuable. The person that takes shortcuts cannot fully value what they've accomplished because they didn't get there the right way, right? That's just a fact of life. The second thing for a positive on going the full distance, it says now you, I I wrote it like this, that now you can perfect the process. Just because we don't want to take shortcuts doesn't mean that we can't work smarter instead of harder. I know you've heard that before, work smarter, not harder. Once you go the full distance and you've completed the process on something, you now know the areas where you can maybe concise your uh, energy and, and, and concise down and conserve a lot of the of the steps that you would have taken maybe beforehand and you've become comfortable enough and you're used to it now because you've done it already that you can actually get in there get the job done maybe you get it done a little quicker the next time and it's not because now you're taking shortcuts all of a sudden but rather because you are able to know what it takes to complete the project or the process or whatever it is you're doing and now you can perfect it and you can work on making it even better Right, that's kind, of the, that's kind of the main point that I wanted to share uh, when it comes to all this stuff that you can perfect the process. You can perfect the way you accomplish something in that sense. It can be done. It can be possible. Um, you don't have to just take forever to do something just in order to avoid uh, saying, oh, I took a shortcut. No, it's possible for sure to get yourself um, through the process of something and perfecting that process along the way a quote that i wanted to read for you for this week's episode is uh... by an unknown author it says that it was by an author but unknown as far as who and it says it this way a shortcut is the longest distance between two points very simple very very direct i love the way that that reads that a shortcut is the longest distance between two points. They say that the shortest distance between two points is from A to B. And the longest distance in this context is whenever you take a shortcut in order to get there. Whenever you have something to accomplish. Um, Before we read the verses uh, that we wanted to pull out of Scripture, and I have two for you, and then get into the sole purpose before we uh, wrap up this episode, I wanted to tell you something else about Monsters, Inc. that is so very important for me to share with you if you've made it now to the 22nd 21st 20th whatever this is minute in this episode um i'm I'm grateful that you're here we're gonna wrap this one up here pretty quickly but something that you've got to understand and the reason that i titled this uh, episode we got a 2319 was not just so that we could have some real bad grammar for the title and it wasn't just to directly quote the most popular part of the movie that a lot of people are going to recognize. I mean, it would have been a little too long to title this thing Don't Forget to File Your Paperwork. Great reference. Great reference, Jared. Thank you, Jared. Okay, I'm done talking to myself. Uh, the, the reason that it's important for you to know uh, this next thing is because it blew me away. It changed my life forever, and I mean that. The reason in the movie... Uh, that they say we have a 2319 or we got a 2319 when the white sock hits the monster is because w is the 23rd letter of the alphabet the 19th letter of the alphabet is s w s 2319 w s white sock it all makes sense now, dude. It all makes so much sense. Anyway, all right, so to the Bible we go. <laughs> Proverbs 16, 32. Great verse. It says it here. Uh, not sure why this one isn't more popular, but Proverbs 16 and verse 32, it says it this way here. It says, better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. We'll talk about that in just a second, but let's read the next verse that I wanted to share with you for this episode. Matthew 7 and 7, this is Jesus talking. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Now, we just celebrated Easter last Sunday, last weekend, uh, Resurrection Sunday. We talked about how Jesus rose back from the dead. I kind of wanted to reference a little bit The fact that obviously Jesus did not take the easy way out whenever it came to salvation for you and me. And that's definitely worth at least making the note um, or the reference point that we kind of just did right now and bringing it up. It's definitely powerful enough to say that this matters when we're talking about shortcuts and what it means ultimately for your soul, for who you are on the inside. Because that's what you're here for is to learn how who you are on the inside can ultimately grow and turn into who you're supposed to be. It's important, very, very important to know that God could have inherently just accomplished whatever He had set out to accomplish, but He didn't take the easy way out when it came time to actually doing the work. And that's so very important to know. And I wanted to kind of make that reference because we obviously just celebrated Easter. But the other thing that just kind of stood out to me here with these verses, especially reading them together, whenever I was making every, all when I was making all the preparations for this episode, was that I noticed here that whenever Proverbs talks about having self control and how that's better than conquering a city, I had to kind of realize that I don't know anybody that has that has maybe conquered a city like legitimately that didn't have self-control and what I mean by conquer city is not even in a negative sense but like maybe if you look at it like becoming a leader in your city I don't know a lot of people that have done that that didn't have self-control and then I thought you know what that's that's obvious it's it's that they don't have self-control and they are running off of fear instead and what's more fearful than to not be in control of something right What's more fearful than to not be in control? So if you feel like you don't have any control and you especially don't have any patience, then ultimately you can pretty much say that you're familiar with the idea of a shortcut because how can I ultimately get to where I need to go or accomplish the thing I'm set out to and and do so with fear gripping my heart or fear gripping my soul? And the, the fear of, of uh, trying to just get it done and get it done now because I don't have any patience. How are you going to deal with those aspects going on in your mind, those mental attacks that take place on you, and then not be almost forced into taking a shortcut? But the Bible says it so beautifully. It, it says, be patient and realize that it's more important to be patient than to be powerful. Being patient means that whenever the goal becomes accomplished, that you got there without fear having to control you along the way. That's what that means. That's what that means for me anyway. And then Matthew 7 and 7, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open to you. I think it's so important to know that, that there has to be a proper order. We're going to talk another time on another episode about order specifically later. But... It's so important to have the right order that you can't open that door unless you first knock on it. You can't actually find unless you first seek. You can't be given something unless you ask for it. And I'm really just reading that verse backwards and it's like, what's the point? The point is is that you cannot just have something because you want it. You have to go and get it. The beauty with Jesus being involved in all this conversation is that he is ready to freely give to whoever asks, but you just got to ask, and that's what it comes down to. You can't take the shortcut in that sense with Jesus. You can't take the easy way out. He surely didn't take the easy way out with you and with me, Um, but what happens in a negative sense is when we do try to take the easy way out, whether it's something as serious as that or just on a regular everyday sense when we're talking about just our own lives, in real in real time what can happen is we can we can leave a bigger mess than when we started just in order to accomplish one particular thing and so because of that uh, not not fear but definitely because we don't want that to be the outcome this is the sole purpose for this episode here I wrote it like this the easy way out only looks easy from the inside And shortcuts usually leave multiple rips. That's the sole purpose for this episode. That's the whole episode in one sentence. That the easy way out only looks easy from the inside. And shortcuts usually leave multiple rips. Allow that to challenge your perspective a little bit this week. uh, Between this week and next week's episode. Or whatever it is you've got going on between now and whatever you're facing right after this You might be going into work. You might be leaving work. You might be headed out of town, coming into town. You might be whatever it is you're doing whenever you're listening to this. um, Go watch Monsters, Inc. You know, go do that. Go pray and read your Bible. Go read Proverbs. Go Go do the right necessary things that you need to do to challenge your perspective and take that thought along with you whenever you're dealing with the fact that since shortcuts usually end in a really negative type of result, just know that whenever you take the, the, not the path that just is longer, like time-wise, but definitely whenever you take the path that ultimately accomplishes the goal with a sense of excellence involved in your, in your mindset going into it, whenever you do that, the outcome will just naturally be better for you. And it'll be better for everyone that you're around. Uh, we talked last week a little bit. About how the actions that you do, uh, the things that you do in your daily routine even uh, can have a huge impact on the people around you that are witnessing it. And this is one of them. Whenever you're talking about shortcuts specifically, this is one thing that whenever uh, you you die and you go away, it, are the people that were around you going to know you as someone who was always willing to go the distance when needed or just in general all the time, or are they gonna look at you and think that this was a person that was very familiar with the idea of taking a shortcut? It's so much more valuable to go the distance and to do things the right way, to have more patience than than to try and have power, to try and have more self-control than to have a, a conquering type of attitude in anything that you do, and to recognize that, those, that the from the inside, it looks real easy to take the easy way out, but the process of getting there usually doesn't even end up where you want it to. And if it does, there's a big price to pay that was unnecessary if we just basically went, went through the process. Because that's all that life is, is just a process, and we're all walking through it together. I know this episode has been really in general as far as some of the ideas of what we're talking about, because I don't know what you particularly are going through but for whatever it is that's coming across your mind right now even, when you're hearing this, know that there is a big, huge benefit for your soul's growth to intentionally take the right steps to um, not, a, not avoid certain moves or to avoid certain tasks or responsibilities, but to be intentional, go the right distance, perfect the process, learn from your mistakes, uh, avoid that high fail rate. Avoid the laziness creeping in on you and the procrastination creeping in. And even if a white sock gets in your way, just keep on pushing and and go the distance because it'll be worth it in the end. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you share it with somebody. Uh, Let someone know about this podcast if they don't already know about it. Challenge your perspective this week. I hope to see you back for the next one, episode number five, coming at you next Sunday. Eventually we're gonna get some interviews going on this show that way it's not just uh, me talking and, and you listening necessarily, but we're gonna bring some other people in and really even go even further in the area of challenging perspective and whatnot and helping for the or excuse me hoping for the, uh, the growth of our souls and that we can develop together because that's what it's all about. Anyway, that's it for today y'all. I really appreciate you guys. go follow Instagram SoulBingePodcast. Soul podcast. It's Facebook as well. Soul Binge podcast there too. Hope to hear back from you guys. Some feedback on if this episode has helped you anyway. That would be really awesome if you could let me know whether that's through a review on Apple or just a message on one of the social media pages. But be blessed, uh, be better, come back. Love you guys, all of y'all. Yes, including you. And that's it. Keep soul binging with me. See you on the next one. Bye bye.